here it is, another episode of the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave. Big up for listening to the show. Shout out to Percy P, who was on my last episode. Real honor talking to him, playing some of his songs. If you have not heard that episode, go back and check it out. Listen to him talking about his legendary battle with Lord Finesse back in 1989. Definitely check out that episode. This episode right here, really excited to bring this one to you. Another hip-hop guest, actually two of them, Griff and Scorsese, producer MC Team, had albums in the past like Dream Team, and they got a new one coming out this September called Midnight Express, and they're really right up the alley of this podcast because I talk about wrestling and comic books and nerd stuff. And they rap about that. So it's just really cool to, to talk to these dudes. And you're, you're going to really get a kick out of this interview with them. We talk about everything from their music to hip-hop. But then we also talk about wrestling, a little bit about Transformers, uh, Marvel movies, DC movies. And I actually, speaking of movies, I actually have to defend myself on one of my favorite movies of all time, Juice. Uh, we'll, you'll, you'll listen to that. You'll, you'll hear what I'm talking about. But uh, <laughs> definitely check it out. Really fun talking to these dudes. Support good music. You can hear their music on insubordinatrecords.com. And if you use the special code BANTER, you will get a discount on any merch, music, and such from their website, insubordinatrecords.com. Really excited to talk to these guys. We're going to play three songs from them. Them, exclusive songs you have not heard anywhere else coming from their new album Midnight Express dropping this September on Insubordinate Records. Make sure you follow the show on Twitter at Infinite Banter, Instagram Infinite Banter Podcast, Facebook Infinite Banter, and there are clips of past guests on YouTube. Just search Infinite Banter. You can hear the show on all digital platforms like Spotify, Pandora, Pod Hero, Castbox, iTunes, anywhere you hear your podcast, it is there. But before we get started, before we talk to Griffin Scorsese, and before I have to defend myself about Juice being one of my favorite movies, <laughs> the show does not begin until the legend himself, the one and only DMC says this. Yo, yo, what's up? This is me, DMC, the K-I-N-G, the greatest MC in history. And right now, you're listening to Infinite Banter, because we will banter on forever, because this is the only place for all of y'all to ever be. I be Infinite Banter. Alright, before we talk to Griffin Scorsese, let's go ahead and play one of their songs off of their album Midnight Express dropping this September. This right here is Ode to Camp Blow with Alaska. Big Camp Blow fan, so can't wait to play this song for you guys right here on the Infinite Banter Podcast. On the other side of this, we will talk to Griff and Scorsese on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Here it is, Ode to Camp Blow. Another day, another dollar. The mountains of Guatemala, seven dollars a vodka, divine above metropolis. In Metroplex is formal, absorbing, bearing corporate and cash meal, smooth and a half away. Put the cash away, we cast away. All the bellies slide to timers, staring, catching all timers on balconies, burning calories, bumping their guns, rubbing cocaine on their tongue. We belong to Switzerland, skiing slopes, sniper zero scopes, flee the coast, handwritten notes, kids seeing ghosts to Gucci suede, 30 shooters moving with the boots fade, maneuver caves like Super Dave. Hall Springs, we drink for days. We came for Lays Doritos, extra green and non mojitos. We heroes for hire, where the fists like iron. The bull we treat like China, the fools we treat like virus. Our revival calls the rivals to despise us. Felt the tap on my shoulder, I call Alaska up right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
We on that 88 rock, him dapper Dan, custom joints. Stop us out in customs, custom models. Scuff my lottos, had a scuffle out in Bayridge. Couple kids playing space invaders. Tried to take my Averex and failed like the Bay of Pigs. Bass in your face, got a taste for that Ricky Lake. Average white girls, now your mouth's numb from licking flakes. Red sickle takes, read the tea leaves, TD Jakes. Me, I'm selling CDs and blend tapes with Ben Franks. Yo, catch me in my trapper war, aviator. Red, white, and blue, Dr. J's for my ABA. Asalama Lake, wake up and smell the coffee. Trying to make the type of bank to give the shit to my offspring. Financial freedom from street dreams and rubber bands. Got me rapping like I'm Birdman when he's rubbing hands. Used to have a crush on Maya Darlene and Lana Sands. Fat ass, flat earth, and all my shirts are monogrammed. This is what you came for, kid. Big Daddy Kane and Cambridge. Dropping slang is the fattest shit since Topanga sits. We casing bank and escaping it out to Anchorage. And banging back and forth talk, you know that hanging shit. Rusty players piss the squad and zip. $100,000 rent, gold embroidery, kingly collar fit. Our foot team connect muscle links with collagen. Skin in the game, economist, you incompetent. Swear they game for college, man. You will see the Coliseum. Collar pop, Connie Asada, you getting molly wops. Double dollar cream wallies, that the killer bees. We steam broccoli, physio groupies, the teens, Charlie's. Rockin' beef from box, play speaker box in the Denali at the Meek Rally. Seat reclining, chiefin' on some sweet Maui. Sour diesel, we shack Kobe. Black mama tucked in the cast phony. Blast me, felonious. Coney Island, we corner ponies. Adam Stam, Zip Squad, Master Ceremonies. Alaska pushing Ben's wagon. So whip the beam and carry it only. Don't ever try to shake our hands, cause you never know me. You fuck Hey, yo, yo, what's up? It's the Monarch of the Subterranean, legendary lethal lyricist, the master craftsman, Percy Pete. You're listening to Infinite Dancer with DJ Soundwave, y'all. Boom. You're checking out the Infinite Banter Podcast. I am Mark Jolliffe, a.k.a. DJ Soundwave, and I'm joined by an MC-producer combo, the one and only Griffin Scorsese. They got a joint coming out, Midnight Express, and they are here on the Hold Infinite on. Banter Podcast. Big up to both you guys. What's up, dudes? Hold on. Hold on. What's DJ up? Soundwave. Yeah. Here's your first mistake, all right? What's up? When you introduce Griff Scorsese, you introduce us properly. Jason Griff, producer extraordinaire. Oh, shit. Scorsese <laughs> Lord Jones, a.k.a. Miss Back and Chips on record, crushing every single enemy. They have created Griff slash Scorsese, the dream team, Stokely Hathaway joint, in stores now, the remix project, Catch Point. And we're on Infinite Banter with DJ Soundwave. I don't know if I can curse yet, so I'm trying to be PG. Go ahead, but curse you all the, you want. Oh, shit, damn motherfucker. You know who's in the building, then. This motherfucker for a bitch. I'm going in. You hear me? Infinite fucking banter. What's good, man? How y'all doing tonight? Man, that's how you started off right there. <laughs> for a second, I thought I was going to have to stop it and re-record. It's like, oh, shit. They calling me out Hell on my own no. show. Elite heel tactics. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't really do a good Howard Finkel intro there. So I was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I didn't rep yeah. it correctly. So <laughs> how you guys doing, man? All right. Man, we're doing great. It's excited. We got so much going on. Um, thank you again. Y'all seriously, thank you for having us on. I uh, can't wait to talk to your audience. Oh, yeah, without a doubt, man. So you guys uh, obviously got a new album coming out. But let's introduce you guys to the audience here. Uh, both of you talk about who you are and how you guys got started. All right. You can go first, sir. No, 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 no. 
The group is called Griff Scorsese. That's Scorsese Griff. All right. Uh, yeah, I'm Jason Griff. I'm a Illinois native. Uh, I lived in the country. I lived in Chicago. I lived in. <laughs> then I moved to Brooklyn. Chicago in and the now house. I'm back in, and now I'm back in Chicago. Started making beats in like the early to mid 2000s and uh, had some successes had some failures, went really strong. Uh, and then I kind of stopped in like 2011 ish and, um, just actually started picking it back up like within the last couple of years. And, uh, Shit is going great. Projects with my friend Scorsese here, as well as Alex Ludovico, working on shit with uh, extended family, such as Zilla Rocco, Curly Castro. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're, you're giving him too much. You're giving him too much. He, no, yeah, this, for is your all, intro. this is, this is uh, I, he said, what are you working on? What are you done? Oh, we're going to get to that in a second. This is like, <laughs> all hey, right, look, cool. So you can see who knows how to cut a promo here and who doesn't. Okay. All right. Ouch. Because I mean, he's oh man, he not get, he didn't he didn't he didn't put you over. He didn't you know he came in all oh, oh god oh that's minus. All right, look man, it's your boy Scorsese man, a Philadelphia native. Um, I've been rapping pretty much most of my life, and I ran into Griff uh, about two years ago now. I was working on another project, World Only Gods Know. Uh, you can get that right now. And I was looking for remixes. Our mutual friend, uh, Zilla Rocca, shout out to the Wrecking Crew, was like, yo, you should work for Jason Griff. I'm like, who the fuck is Jason Griff? They go, it's a producer. <laughs> That's <laughs> a fair know, question, though. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, oh, no, he, he's known for remixes. Like, he's really dope. Like, remix artists love, like, remix and beat. Cool. I was like, I'll, I'll listen to his shit, but uh, give me some other producers I actually know. And, uh, you know, he did that shit. I went and started listening to some of the stuff that Jason Griffin's done, and I was like, wow, this guy's actually kind of dope. And you hit him up. And he was like, yo, you know, it costs this much for the beat or whatever, blah, 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 blah. He sent me back, like, crazy, like, Indian flute beat. Like, the original was, like, hard driving, drums and horns. And I was like, yo, this shit's fucking dope. Uh, all right, let's, but you got the, the lyrics wrong. You got to fix it. We went back and forth. What's crazy, I guess Jason was sitting around and he was singing to himself like, yo, this random guy Scorsese is the illest fucking rapper I've ever met in my life. I got to work with him or else my life is a waste. You can admit you said that. I know I was there. <laughs> I, yeah. I, re I recall, <laughs> I recall uh, our next steps beyond the remix um, occurring significantly differently. I think... He's what what had happened was what had happened was <laughs> I put up I put up some random beat on social media somewhere on Instagram or something, and you were all like you were all like friend you want to be friends you want to make some music together, and then I was like I suppose so sir, and and then it ended up that he actually um, he's pretty all right see. Yeah, man. I thought it was gonna be like some mega powers shit where like, you know, Hogan and uh Macho Man handshake together and like the world exploded, something like that. But you guys are saying it's not really on that level. <laughs> oh, I hate this man. I hate Jason Griffin. But here's actually what happened. There was a mega powers moment. Sent me a beat, it popped up in my inbox, and I was like, Oh shit, you know. Uh, he was like in the short text, like all producers. Yo, I just made this beat. You can like it or you whatever. I don't care. That's <laughs> bullshit. Literally, all producers care. All right, Soundwave, you know, man. Yeah, yeah, no, without a doubt. It's, yeah, it's, it's not like they're gonna tell you like yeah, you're like yeah, the left speaker is fine, the right speaker, I don't care if it works. No, you want your shit to be right. He sent me that shit as a fucking challenge. All right. Because no producer sends you a beat and you decide not to use it, they'll never send you shit again. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> and the, 
Yeah, so I'm looking at this shit, and I'm like, all right, let me push play. And now I got to write to it. And again, it's like this funky, I think it was damn near like 90 BPM. It was fast as fuck. But I was like, fuck it. I'm going to show him because he probably thinks that I just do silly rap shit, you know, like rap about guns and selling drugs and whatever. So I was like, all right, I'm going to show you. And so I started rapping about fucking wrestling. Flipped so like it on the first him. Bars, yeah, it's like, you know, I go. Surprise roll up right there. <laughs> a gor- you know, a Gorgon the Viper, poisonous sniper, molding disciples, holding the rifle, holding your spinal, size of a pine cone, cocoa my knife, low, watching your psycho. Okada versus Naito, that's how my mind goes. A parka, a monster, Monday Night Nitro. Midnight Marauders, you spit in that pyro. High as the sky go, blowing like gyro. Blunt after blunt, size of kid, light goes. Death by roll up, peace to revival. No dash, no Dawson. We dashing for portions, and so I just all the I just kept going, doing all these different like tag team, whatever. You know what I mean? Just really went into like my wrestling knowledge. And I went, I went up to the studio the very next day, recorded it, sent it back, and he hit me and he was like, "Yo, that's fucking ill." And that's your like, mega powers. <laughs> and that was the mega power right there because oh yeah, handshake. <laughs> because he he caught all the the really ill, but he caught the the wrestling record. And he was just like, yo, I went, I checked out some other stuff that you did. Um, you really like the wrestling. He said, I like wrestling too. And I was like, well, I'm actually working on a project with uh, Stokely Hathaway, um, who you all know now as Malcolm Bivens of NXT. Right. And I was like, I was like, yeah, like he, I actually, I wrote his, his walkout music and he was with the ball. Really? Um, so you actually, yeah, you okay. actually listen to this called Blood on the King's Sleeve. Like that was, that's me like rapping in the beat, like. It's real dope. He asked me to do a mixtape for him. I had to write a song for him. I had to write a song for uh, MJF, who was a part of the Dream Team at the time. I had to write a song for Low Key, uh, who, of course, is Low CT Key, because he's fucking crazy. And uh, Austin Theory. And I think it's like one more person. The name is escaping me. Uh, oh, Timmy Thatcher. And. I was like, cool, you know, I can write it. That's a mixtape. That's fun. You know, and I was writing over like Rick Ross beats and stuff that he was asking for. He wanted to be like real, like rich and opulent. Right. Right. There's one producer I was working with um, who I'm going to leave unnamed was like, yo, I want to make beats for the project. Cool. He sent me like three beats and then he vanished. Like I couldn't find him anymore. I couldn't text him. I couldn't call him. I'm like, bro, I need to set. I need to stem so I can mix the track, but I can't mix it. And I, you know, again, me and Griff were having this conversation to circle back. And I was like, yo, Griff, actually, I need some mixes for my new project. You know, what if I sent you the vocals? And he was like, yeah, I'll do some more remix work. That's pretty cool. So now the dream team is starting to, is going to flip from a mixtape to an actual album. Buns Griff sends back are really crazy. It was a mafia style Peruvian encrusted swordfish and lucky lefty. And those are all on that dream team record. That first one you guys did together. That's correct, man. You know what I mean? So it's real crazy because now we start going through the project and Griff is just like, yo, I'm going to send you the wackiest beats that I have <laughs> because now it's now it's like step two. Like, I'm going to send you the worst shit on my fucking hard drive and you can't come up with like at least two good songs out of these hundred beats. Like this is a waste of my fucking time. Damn. You know? <laughs> Challenge. Yeah, he, you know, he, yeah he, thinks he's, he thinks he's a he, fucking crime boss. He put you through a, a gauntlet cool. match of uh, beats or something. I don't know. Absol- absolutely. And, like... It was kind of like it was like it was like when Method Man and Red Man had that that prank show and they brought Ludacris into the studio and we're like yeah 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 do this do this feature and it was like the most fucked up beat you ever heard <laughs> and he still and he still killed it right right I mean as much as much as one could with that one but yeah I mean just the fact that 
you have found a pocket of that beat with his thing. But so yeah, we go through the beats and I'm like, yo, I wrote a couple demo tracks, um, sent them back. He's like, yo, all right, cool. Some of this stuff I think we can keep, some of the stuff we can can be better. And I was like, Oh, really? So that means I need better beats. He's like, All right, whatever. Next batch and, and I think I'm all joking aside. It was just growing chemistry, you know what I mean? Because we were going from like remix stuff to like full a full project, and we didn't know what we wanted to sound like. But he sent me this one beat that became a song called Independence Day, where you know I wanted to show my love for independent wrestling. Not the movie, because so I can't stand that movie. I hope. No, 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 no. that's the movie <laughs> or the holiday you, for that matter. <laughs> well, there is there is there is a reference to the movie in the track. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, do you remember uh, when Cody and the Bucks, quote unquote, like invaded WWF? Oh, WWE, right. Uh huh. And Cody and, cut the he cut the Independence Day speech. Oh, I see. Yeah, I got you now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that works. And so we used that, and yeah, it fits like really perfectly. And so I started. Um, I'm a big grit wrestling guy. Um, and so I started. So I started the rap lyrically. I'm Pete Dunn, Tyler Bates, Trent Seven. I'm Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, mixed with Walking Weapon. I'm hot sauce, safety first, I'm Tim Daunt's pissed off, drinking more than session moth, quick flash, and more gone than Webster B. Bringing havoc to your mosh pit, ankle tour like Jenny B. I'm freshly squeezed, so smooth, I'm Orange Cassidy. Ain't from Jersey, but I'm right where the savage be. Yow, Pazuzu bomb by the dirty daddy. You know what I mean? And so You said session moth, man. Much respect for that one because <laughs> here in Chicago, Griff probably knows about these shimmer. And Rise come here, yeah. and I went to I went to two okay. of their shows last year. And Session Moth is crazy. For those who don't know, she's a wrestler who's like drunk. She acts like she's drunk. I don't know if she literally is drunk, but <laughs> she is hilarious, man. <laughs> so shout out for you for saying her name. That definitely uh, <laughs> that rang out there. Uh, man, good look, and that's what I mean, right? Like that, it's a super nerdy record, but you see how it fits, right? Like a guy like you who just would like, oh shit, Session Moth. Right, and that's what that's that's what I wanted to write for, man. I wanted to write about the shit that I love, man. You know, wrestling is a big influence, uh, personally and and just musically, man. So we were like, okay, we got now we're now we're kind of getting to it. And Griff was like, yo, what if we do manage like music for like managers, right? Like let's name some songs for people. So we did a, a song, uh, one of my favorites actually, classic Freddie Blassie. Nice. Um, cause when the beat comes on, it's really, it's a, it's a piano. And like I said, I was like, man, this is, you know, it's real classy. And, you know, I got to talk my shit, um, really dope record, but that just led to a new opportunity. So Dream Team is out. Um, yeah. Where can they find that people. one? Yeah. So you can actually, uh, uh everywhere. Where should they go? You got to give them, what's the name? We have a fucking record company. We do have a record company. Go ahead and so say it. <laughs> Insubordinaterecords.com. There it is. Um, or if you're of a more frugal nature, it is available on your favorite streaming platform. Uh, every time you listen to it, we will get 0.17% uh, of a cent. <laughs> so you guys yeah, are making yeah. about 18 cents right now, you're saying, over this time period? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, I got to give you guys credit, too, because um, I had Acrobatic on here, and he's a, you know, he's a wrestling goof, and he talked about it on songs of his, as you guys know, in the past. And, you know, the Griselda guys mentioned wrestling, but they don't really talk about wrestling in their songs. They just kind of use it as, like, titles and, and cover art. Right, right. It's always a, it's a, it's a real loose connection. Well, I will say this, and shout out to West Side Gun. He goes to shows. That is true. You see him on TV, too. He's always there, yeah. yeah. He's always and but I'm, I'm not even talking about like big like Raw SmackDown or even like AEW right. He goes to like indie shows like he was going he was in Laboom 
when Evolve was taking place. Like this is a club, nobody but fucking me knows who the fuck he is. And Evolve, which is really indie, like <laughs> it's like low budget, yeah. you know, yeah. And so you you got guys where like he doesn't wrestling is more of a like you said it's shtick for him, you know, but he at least respects the business. And it's more I can say about a guy like Wale who just uses it because he's you know like it's a it's a good way for people to promo him. Oh yeah, Wale's a nerd, so of course he likes wrestling, right? When you know what I mean, so I'm like, bet, let's do it. And so we kind of finished up the project, but the beat, Freddie Pla- uh, Freddie Blassie. Um, going again, going back to the homie Zilla. Uh, shout out Call of Culture. Zilla was like, yo, like Classy's one of the illest beats I've ever heard from Jason Griff. You know, he's like, man, that shit's crazy. And like he blew me up about it. You know, like he would just hit me up like randomly, like, yo, man, I can't get over how dope this beat is. And I was like, well, cool, you know, whatever. I sent him a uh, like a care package of like what our like we had an ill like dream team box. The shirts came wrapped. We actually had we did action figures, um, like these clay ceramic figures for the album. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, and one day, like after I guess maybe like a week or two after he got this, he like I got an email from someone. I'm thinking it's a verse that we were working on. He sent me a a new verse for class. He was like, "Yo, I had to rap over." And that set into motion Catchpoint, our, our remix project. So for those, again, like Stokely Hathaway, he had his, his group called Dream Team, his management team. And then he ends up buying Catchpoint. Um, you guys have seen Riddle and Gulak do the little the special handshake. Um, but yeah, this sets into motion this. Because now I was like, yo, Griff, we should remix this. You know? And Griff was like, yo, I'm going to ask around for some guys that I know. And he can talk to you about the production shit. But yeah, man, it, it really, it really set us up. And some good features on there too. Quell Chris and some others. I mean, that's mm-hmm. yeah. So talk to him, Griff. Like, man, having uh, having Quell Chris rap on one of your songs is like probably it's definitely like like a like a benchmark as a producer. You're just like, oh, Quell Chris is rapping on my beat. That shit is fucking fantastic. <laughs> there it is, right? <laughs> And he fucking crushed this one too. I know. Uh, I listen to. Uh, I think. I think. I think rappers get a bad rap when they do features. People are always like, "Oh, they phoned in the feature." But I think there's the the, the majority of rappers take feature work very serious. I know. I was listening to the Super Duty Tough Work podcast and Blueprint and the Logic. We're talking about. They always want to give their A game on a feature uh, in order to get repeat business. But Quell Chris fucking crush that shit man and i just had the feature king himself percy p on my last episode and that's what he's mostly known for is doing features and, yeah and he always talks about how every time he did a verse he's like i can't give you my favorite verse because every time i do it it's a new audience because i'm on somebody else's joint and i'm trying to get them to know who i am so that's awesome man well chris verse was dope my shit was fucking hotter fuck that <laughs> <laughs> there it is <laughs> that whole wcw nitro flip i did that shit's crazy nah like this is I can tell you this joint right here it's called the Wolf Pack. Um, again, on the, available on all streaming. You can cop Catch Point for five dollars. Actually, you get the whole like seventeen song project. But like the the one song on streaming, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> man, so Quell, I did hear Quell's verse. Um, and I was like, yo, it's really dope. But I actually had already wrote most of my verse. 
Um, and I, I really wanted to focus on like WCW and, you know, I was like, you know who I am. You don't know why I'm here though. It sounds like a four, three, two, one thing here, like cannabis and LL. Is that what's going on here? (laughs) I didn't, I didn't diss them, but what I did, like I, so I went into the, into the booth. I I knocked it out like one take. You'll actually hear it. Like, and I was so like geek at the end of the record. I just started like just kind of yelling into the mic, man. I was so happy because I, you know, as as an artist, I'm always like overly critical. And that's actually that's probably the one point where like me and Griff Griff has to like bring me back. Like, yo, bro, it, it's good. You know, and that was a that was a sign of trust from me and him where I could hear him say, Yo, it's good. I know that good means like, yo, this is this shit is dope versus like, eh, you can you do it again or can you try it like this? He'll do that shit too. And I was just so excited and I told my engineer, I was like, yo, just delete all that. He's like, No, bro, this shit is dope. <laughs> and I was like, nah, get rid of that shit. Like I'm serious. He's like, No, I'm gonna leave it right there. Because, like, that's the type of, like, energy you have to have going forward, you know? He's like, stop giving a fuck. Like, he says, like, you're dope. And I was like, all right, whatever. And I, you know, I'm not going to argue with him. He sends it to Griff, and I was like, yo, Griff, delete that shit at the end. And Griff's like, no. <laughs> See? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yo, get this shit the fuck off. And, and again, Griff has a, a, a really good way of telling me he'll do something. And he's been like, fuck it. If I just don't say anything about it for like a couple of days, tell him to forget about it. <laughs> we'll keep it moving. <clears throat> and he did that shit. <laughs> I, I learned that from being married. Oh, there you go. Next <laughs> thing I know, because I'm saying, like, I was like, I hit him up, like, yo, you upload the song? He's like, yeah, I uploaded it. I was like, cool, did you take that shit off the end? He was like, oh, damn, well, I can't take it off a distro kid now. And I'm sitting here like, yes, you can. Like, no, no, no. I'm sorry, bro, it's too late. <laughs> the artwork's been approved. Right. Like, I can't delete it now. But no yeah, turning so, back. You know, Wolfpack was, like I said, me, uh, Quell, and, like, you know, actually Zero from Philly, who's just outstanding, man. He's fucking dope. Still believe, you know, and that cool. my verse was the best. Oh, that, you have to think that way, right? I mean, you know, not to be cocky, but you're not an MC if you don't think that your verse is killing it every time you're doing it. Same thing for a producer. Mm-hmm. You have to think your beats mm-hmm. are the best. I mean, come on now. That's why you guys are doing this. Yep. Yeah, it's more than that, right? Like, I'm, I can be, like, confident, but I also, like, yo, I'm, I guess I'm just overly critical. I want to be the best. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I want, I want to, like, the, the faith that Grip gives me, you know, you know, shows I want to make, make a project with you. Yo, let's keep making music. He could have made this one project with me, Dream Team, and that, that would have been it. You know, he could have moved on. But he wanted to keep making stuff, and, you know, I'm grateful for that. That Quell the Quell Chris feature, now that led to other people listening, going, oh, shit, like, he's rapping with Quell. Everybody knows he's dope. Um, now they're going through the rest of the project, and I got, you know, I was rapping with Sauce Heights. I had Vic Spencer um, on the project from Chicago Zone, of course. And uh, Mr. Lift was on my project. Uh, Zilla's on there twice, you know what I mean? The homie Nice and Most, Curly Castro. It's just a bunch of really dope rappers, and people are getting to hear me over all this different type of production. Um, so now, pandemic hits, as we're kind of focusing and finishing on this, and I was like, yo, Griff, we got to do the next project. Um, this is in Soundwave. You've heard one of the first records off of this. Yes. Uh, Banger, without a doubt. Yeah. The Midnight Express. Talk to him, man. You want to... Uh, which one did you hear? The Marvel vs. DC joint. Oh, yeah. And being a nerd about comic books and stuff, which I talk about on here as well, yeah, that was just right up my alley. So, yeah, that was a, definitely a banger, and you guys could talk about that joint right here, too. We'll play that in this uh, podcast here. 
Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that was that's I I emailed Griff when he sent me that beat. I was like, "Yo, this beat is dope. Are you sure it's for me?" Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> my one 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 of the running jokes anytime we've done any one of these interviews, I'll always I always tell Griff, "Yo, you always send your good beats to other rappers, and you send the hard beats to me." <laughs> He's trying to challenge you, right? <laughs> like, yeah, like all the time. Like, I'll hear I'll hear somebody drop this shit. I'll go, "Oh, my, the homie Jason Griff's on here. Let me listen to this." And I'll go, "Yo, this beat is dope as fuck. Why did I get this?" And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot I sent it. This guy, I didn't even know you. Were well, there. and staying in tune with always sending you like terrible beats. So, like the beat that Marvel DC is like the sample in there. Like I tried to flip that sample. Um, so, like somewhere on my hard drive is like probably three other versions of beats with that sample. And I remember I sent him one that wasn't very good, but I was like, ah, eh, maybe he'll do something with it. And I remember him saying like he considered it for some other project, but. It was a collaboration project with other rappers, and all the other rappers thought it sucked. So <laughs> <laughs> they were correct, and 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 Scorsese, you were wrong. Um, but then I ended up uh, pulling the sample back up, flipping it again, and that's what became the beat for Marvel versus DC. And I'm like, all right, well, I'll send this one to Scorsese first because he had faith in a poor version of flipping this sample. Let's let's throw him a bone with the with the awesome version. And uh, and yeah, he sends it back to me with like he raps for eight bars, then eight bars of silence, then he raps for eight bars, then eight bars of silence. I'm like, what are you doing here? And he's like, oh yeah, Zilla's gonna do that. It's gonna be a back and forth. It's gonna be fucking great. I'm like, okay, awesome. And then um, homie came through with the with the scratches on it. Um, Mo Nichols. Mo Nichols. And uh, like that song without those scratches is good, but like with the scratches, it becomes amazing. Yep. Yeah, you need that extra I mean, flavor, right? Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, again, it goes back to like that 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 idea of trust, man. Like somebody putting their piece of art in your hands and saying, "Yo, what can you? What are you adding on?" When I first heard it, the like it, you know, the way the beat it's every four bars. Uh, I think it's either four. No, it's, yeah, every four bars the beat transitions like over and over and over again. And I was like, well, I don't want to just write like a 16. It's going to sound, you know, kind of dumb. I was like, yo, what if I did, you know, like a, a, a back and forth, you know, like a four, 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 go to like an eight, 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 four, 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 whatever. Um, just to give it some variation. And the first verse, you know, the first bars were something I just said out loud when I was listening to the beat. Like, yo, it's Marvel vs. DC because the beat sounds like some superhero shit. And it sounds like Marvel vs. DC, Wrecking Crew, Dream Team, something, something, something me. And I was like, what the fuck? You know, and so I was like, well, Wrecking Crew. I just said the shit out loud. Um, you What if I get, let me see if I get Zilla on the record. So I had Castro was already on another record. Hit Zilla. I was like, yo, here's the idea. He was like, all right, cool, I'll do it. And then I didn't hear from him for like three weeks hit it back was like yo you know i'm trying to get i'm trying to jump i I didn't know what you say so i can write the next part and he was like oh yeah my fault um i'll send it to you right now i was like all right cool he sent me eight bars back i had did four so i was like well fuck i just gotta do eight bars what to do back and forth and i just went and i wrote my shit sent it back he fucking killed it and i just knew there was something missing i asked still to dove who is the uh the engineer on the project mixing and mastering and i was like yo you know a dj he was like yeah i know like a billion djs and i was like well do you know a dj willing to do some scratches for a record and he hit me with uh bo nichols um former Ron Sayers uh, DJ. And, you know, Mo was like, yeah, I'll do it. And I was like, all right, well, you know, how much do you want? He was like, no, don't worry about it. Like, this, the beat's ill, I'll do it. And he crushed it. He actually crushed it for so long that we didn't know what to do with it because, like, the ending was, like, almost, like, two minutes long. Like, well, 
I took <laughs> I took lines from like Marvel and DC to make it sound like, and I told him I was like, make it sound like they're fighting back and forth, you know, like it's a Secret War style uh, type shit. And so he did. He, you know, it was a Marvel line and a DC line and something happening, like an action piece and yada yada yada. And he's like, yeah, I used all the samples you sent me. I was like, nah, you could have just chose like three or four of them. It was cool. Uh, <laughs> you let him go wild in that when he took off on it. He did. You got to like I, that, I though. To he that. took that innovation, man. And, you know, again, most importantly, like he took it seriously. He heard something and he was like, yo, I fucked. Which, you know, Sally, you know, man, like you're not feeling it. You're not feeling it. You're not working as hard. Right. You know, even if you, you're, even if you're saying to yourself, yeah, I'm going to get this guy my best. Like, yeah, it's whatever. He could have said, since I'm doing it for free, fuck you. I'll do whatever. <laughs> but, you know. I'm I just I'm just grateful, man. He made that song what it is. Uh, again, the energy picks up when he's scratching in that exhibit line. The X Men catch me doing drills in the danger room. It, you know, and it's definitely not a jobber you know, beat, you know, that Griff sent you there. That's not a Barry Horowitz, you know, type of beat. That's a real hardcore beat. You guys killed it on that one, man. And they're gonna hear that on this podcast. Is that one of the first singles from the uh, the new album? Uh, yeah, we were actually just talking about that before we uh, tapped in with you. We're like, what do we want the first single to be? Because there's three good ones in mind. So most likely, yes. And what do you guys think about Marvel and DC? Just to, since you brought it up and the, with the record and everything, you guys a fan of the Marvel movies, the DC movies, which I think kind of are lame, but there's a couple of decent ones. What's your guys' thoughts on, you know, Endgame? And I know there's a lot. I just asked you there, but, you know, <laughs> what do you guys think about the Marvel universe and the cinematic world as well as uh, the DC stuff? Uh, generally, I think uh, the Marvel cinematic universe is pretty, pretty fucking awesome. Pretty close to perfect. I mean, you can nitpick the hell out of it, but frankly, I don't have the time. So there you I'm go. Right. Gonna- take it i'm just gonna take it for what it is and enjoy the shit out of it like there's uh i think over the last you know five ten years like those movies have more replay value for me than than any other films out there without a doubt yeah the dc stuff is uh pretty hit or miss like the i think the dark knight batmans are awesome and maybe that's about it yeah wonder woman was decent and i like shazam i thought shazam was very underrated about that yeah I like the uh, the Flash TV show, at least mm-hmm. like the first maybe. Yeah, four I don't or like five it anymore. Seasons. But yeah, when it turned into uh, Glee or whatever, two, I stopped though, watching. Season yeah. two with Zoom was fucking fantastic. Like Zoom was terrifying. Zoom gave me nightmares as a grown ass man. Like Jeez. he fucking portrayed perfectly <laughs> in that. Yeah, I mean, it sucks for my kids. I can only imagine what their nightmares were like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I I think Griff got it right. Um, Marvel TV was awful. Uh, from Luke Cage, um, Iron Fist, obviously, and then like the end of Jessica Jones. I, I, I couldn't even watch the second season of The Punisher. I wasn't going to hurt my fucking feelings like that. Ouch. Oh, you know, people like when, when all those Netflix, uh, Marvel TV things hit, people fucking raved about them. And I watched them. I'm just like, ah, this is what you're going crazy for? Like, it's cool because I, it's Daredevil or Luke Cage, but like, if it wasn't. If it was just a regular show with the exact same thing, with minus the franchise attached to it, I'd just be like, meh, whatever. I mean, I think that, like, I, I, I made this analogy yesterday. I was like, Run the Jewels feels like those Netflix Marvel shows. You really want to like it. Other people will tell you that they like it. But after you watch it once, <laughs> you'll never watch it. No, 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 no. I mean, well, <laughs> we're not going to go into depth on this because we've you and I have sidebar had all of our run the jewels tangents but they're fucking awesome um Man, i don't know about awesome yeah whatever um let's call anyway, that down. i like the daredevil on. show for the record but you know daredevil was pretty good and maybe because the I movie mean, was so again, bad i needed something to wash away the bad the taste of the, the ben affleck movie 
But yeah, I got you. It's the shiniest turd. Oh, man. It's the shiniest <laughs> turd. Wow. Well, and um, uh, what's his name is always good. Uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Yes, that's Kingpin. He's great. Like yeah. he's never. But all of the. Why was he? All the he never gives you a good. shit. A shiny turd. Uh, Marcelo Ali Cage. Like Luke Cage was generally interesting until he died. I know they killed him all too early in that season, but they definitely did. Cotton, but come on, come on. Like even uh, your girl from the Matrix, Trinity. It, I, it was all of the all the side characters. How could you? They couldn't get a good main character, so all the side characters are all these. Like, oh wow, there's a real actor. There's a real actor. <laughs> well, the second you season know. of Luke Cage gave us a new Rock Him song, and that's how it ended with him performing it. So you know, that's how I remember that's it. Awesome. So shout out to uh, mm-hmm. Luke Cage for that. Yeah, that's a method man. Method man was in there. That's right. Holding down for the woo. Ghostface, I think Karis One had a cameo. Yeah, there's a lot of mm-hmm. good music in there. I guess when you're talking about the music instead of the show, maybe that means something for the show. It's not as good because you're talking about the music so much. But <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> like right? Above the Rim was an alright movie, but the soundtrack was fucking awesome. Man, I used to play that tape to death, dude. <laughs> yep. Same thing with Juice. I love Juice, man. I think it's a great movie and a good oh. soundtrack. We're gonna beef on this one. Uh oh. Really? Tell me what. Tell me why you like Juice. Let me. Hear why it. do I like Juice? Mm-hmm. Bishop, I think, is one of the great villains of all time. I mean, just the way he turns on his crew like that. Some great scenes. I mean, the one where they're going at it in the, in uh, what's mm-hmm. his name's house. Uh, I I don't know. I just I like the turn. I like I like the idea. Of these these three dudes having to fight off this this dude who turned on him. Of course, the soundtrack's great. You know, the DJing stuff is awesome. The cameos. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just that time, you know? Maybe it just, I, I didn't want to keep held on to Beat Street as, like, the, the movie that we watch for hip-hop uh, recognition. I th- felt like this one was more of, like, a grittier, newer version of uh, Cooley High or something like that. That's fair. But you didn't like it. <laughs> I did not. So <laughs> I agree with That's everything fair. you said, except for all of it. <laughs> That's I, all good. I, I, I used to wear a hoodie because of Bishop, man. I thought that dude was so cool, but I got you, man. It's, it's cool. Bishop, Bishop as the uh, the Clinton the Clinton ideal super predator image, who's just like slowly depraved. Like you're basically looking at fucking Othello, right? Except going going in reverse. Actually, the the, the better analogy is probably Richard the Third. That's the best analogy I can give for for Bishop. Uh, for those who don't know the fuck Richard Third is, do your googles. All right. <laughs> I expect I expect a higher level of intelligence at this podcast. So. Uh, Damn, ouch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I told we're going full. Look, don't make me go full heel, all right? You, you can if you want to. I just, uh, I, I had no idea I had to defend Juice. I was not ready for that, man. <laughs> I was <laughs> not ready for that. Juice. I had no notes prepared. Hey, it's, look, it's, it's, it's 2020. And I'm talking about Juice being good or bad. I never thought that day was coming. People, <laughs> because people love bringing up Juice like this. Like, I'll tell you this um, New Jersey Drive was a superior movie to me. It's Jesus. very underrated, that's for sure. Yeah, I got you on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And not just like, the soundtrack. More nuanced characters, but it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> it's like Tupac. it's okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's fine. See, this, this is why Jason Griffin is me shitty beat. Because there are people like you, good people, honest people, strong people, with a sense of morals and values, who say Juice is a good fucking movie. Wow. I think you I got weaponized, You weaponized this monster, Jason Griffin. I blame you. <laughs> 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 I don't even know what to say anymore, man. He's just killing all my, uh, my, my my high school years right there, you know. 
because I thought I was the only kid who knew Juice was a good movie where I lived at. You know, nobody out here knew about Tupac yet. And I thought I was like, oh, I'm telling everybody about this dude. He's really good. This guy named Tupac. He's in Juice. And uh, I guess I was wrong for 20 something years, man. All right. It's cool. Uh, <laughs> Change my mind. You got the juice <laughs> now, man. There it is. So, Pete, <laughs> um, you, you have three records from us. Um, new project is entitled Midnight Express. Um, continuing me and Jason, Jason as the manager, me as the wrestler slash uh, talent. Of course, now we got Griff Cornette. I'm playing, of course, beautiful Bobby Eaton. There it is. And, <laughs> and for, for those who don't know, like the Midnight Express, as they went from territory to territory, they would switch the, uh, the tag team partner. Right. And so like there's like technically there's like 12 members of the Midnight Express. But like the constant was always Jim Cornette and it was always uh, either Beautiful Bobby or Stan Lane. And that shit worked. And I was like, yo, what if we do a feature on every song? And so it's me with my tag team partner over your beat. And now people are getting a chance to experience like different sides. You know, we can, the music can be a little more personal. The music can be a, more, a little more comfortable. We got ideas for pockets. Um, I could start sending Griff samples, et cetera, et cetera. And um, one of the records he sent me was a record called Boring Gun Rap. <laughs> it, was a, it was a conversation we were having <laughs> in California with the homie uh, Alex Ludovico. And we were working on a project. And I was like, yeah, we should name it Boring Gun Raps. Because that shit's easy to do. Anybody can do Boring Gun Raps. And, and get paid you know, sometimes, too. But, yeah. They get yeah. <laughs> You know, cheap loop. You know, no, no, uh, no drums you know so i said fuck it let's do it and I, you know he sent us this beat which I, I love actually and i'm actually glad it doesn't have drums because the the loop is really hypnotic and i loved it i went in we wrote it and kind of kept moving uh i got the homie sleep sinatra hopped on that record with with me the record i sent you i sent you two more uh ode to camp low uh featuring alaska oh man uh, nice from, yeah so for those alaska from death jokes uh hanging to the team um, he he's killing old to camp flow. Third record I sent uh, was the title Detlef. Uh, so Griff, you could talk to him, let him know. What was uh, Detlef? Um, that was one of the ones you sent me a sample for. It's weird, like the sample runs longer than the the beat itself. So uh, there's this really cool part in the track where, like the the sample drops out and and there's like a little drum fill, which was entirely accidental. I was just like, fuck it, that sounds perfect actually sent that shit off and uh we had we had too many too many good uh guest appearances on it so we 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 have to do alternate versions which brings us back to our nerdy comic book days of like doing variant covers <laughs> great Hell yeah. and remember remember when art. archie and the punisher uh did the crossover oh god <laughs> <laughs> it was nothing like that we had to buy three different comic titles to get the one story. The story arc continues off. And like, I want to watch this, or I got to read this, but I got to buy 10 covers, uh, whatever, you know, Flash and Green Lantern and Black Lightning or whatever, so I can get the full story. So you guys are doing that to right, us at the records. Right. I see. See? Like uh, Maximum Carnage. Right. Had to buy all, oh, all the Maximum Spider-Man Carnage. Maximum Carnage was a shit. They made a video game out of that. Oh, yeah. For uh, I Super still... Nintendo, it had, Super the, Nintendo. Uh, it had the red cartridge. That shit was... So that shit fire. Was super fire. I actually got one of those, a copy of that sitting in a box somewhere in my closet. <laughs> Does that have any value? I don't even know, right? Um, you know what? It's got it's got uh, sentimental value and that shit. That's all that matters. Through. Kind of like juice, <laughs> sentimental value. Like you <laughs> It's like that that's that Simpsons with the uh 
Lisa's Lisa's uh, saxophone. He's like, "What's the resale value? Pretty low, but its sentimental value is through the roof." <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Holy crap! <laughs> so again, so it's it's a uh, nine track, eight excuse me, eight tracks. Um, and like I said, everybody did like a different guest. Uh, record called Survivor Series '92, featuring Curly Castro. Featuring featuring the rapper of the year 2020, Curly Castro. Yeah, he's crushing it right now. And that's not to highlight him over any of his collaborators because collaborators, because they're all fucking awesome. But Castro has just been at such an exceptionally high level all year. And he hasn't even dropped a solo album yet. These are all side groups and just little piece projects and stuff like that. And man, he's, he's been killing it. When does the album drop? September 24th. <laughs> Man. Which I believe is also Lord Jones Scorsese's birthday. That is correct. Oh. Yeah, he's going to be he's going to be 47 and dropping so his you're lying? 47th you album. Ever since he came out. <laughs> See? So I got to I got to excommunicate. So after so I got to tell you I did a song for Catchpoint um called Who Shot Jason Griff. Oh, on some We're Dallas type fi- shit. <laughs> it's a literal. It's a li- no, no. It's a literal fictional murder. Me murdering Griff. Oh. <laughs> so he. So I can tell you what happened, right? Like I was. Um. I hit him up for some beat, and I was like, "Yo, I'm thinking about like doing this project or whatever." And he was like, "Oh, I can't do it. Like I'm working with uh, Zilla." I was like, "I know, bro. Long winded Philly shit, dope. Why can't I get that beat?" He's like, "Uh, whatever." Blah, 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 blah. No, 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 I didn't say whatever. I said, "Oh, I sent Zilla that beat three years before I met you. That's why you couldn't get it." You hear that? Don't don't Those gloss. Excuses. Don't gloss over hard facts. Those are excuses. I don't want to hear that shit. Well, yeah, spoiler: whatever. he's still alive. I hear him talking, so he exactly. didn't quite kill yeah, him. Yeah, right? Yeah. Spoiler alert: <laughs> it was a dream. Patrick Patrick Duffy cleared Patrick that shit Duffy. up. <laughs> Listen, man, fuck that. So look, so I I finally he, he finally sent me like three beats. And like the third beat, I was sitting in the studio for had like an extra like two hours. I was like, fuck that. You know? And I started off with that uh I you know, I got a call the other day from Jason Griff. I opened uh excuse me, I got a text the other day from Jason Griff. I opened it, read it, it said fuck Crusade shells. What the hell? And so I like apparently I made Griff so mad for asking him about beats. He just starts texting me like real reckless. Like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> and he made me so mad that I said, fuck that. Uh, you know, and it, you know, the kind of story goes, it, it ends up with me like hunting him down in his, in his, uh, like Raheem business. Yeah. You know, except better. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh shit. Juice is relevant. Yeah. See, see? see you're yeah, hating see? for no reason. Again, like I said, except, you know, somebody better. It's I like think, steel. You I didn't think, really kill him. You thought you did, but he actually survived. I think, so. Scorsese, we've made a breakthrough in today's session um, where deep down inside you envision Bishop, Bishop as being part of yourself. There it is. Um, there you go. We solved your you know, your deep-seated issues with Juice. You can get over it now and <laughs> recognize that it's that's a pretty solid fucking film. The day... <laughs> the day... You ever in your life think that I want to be like Tupac Shakur? That's the day <laughs> that I will hunt you down in the middle of your fucking wow. <laughs> And I'll be playing that song so you know it's me. Okay. Like, I'll get to that part. All right. What song? Okay. Ambitions as a Rider? Oh, okay. Say no more. 
<laughs> don't worry. I can. Don't worry. I can. I can write like excellently crafted diss songs about every fucking producer ever if I need to do this, and they'll be focused all on you. God damn it. <laughs> so. <laughs> Two things I didn't expect was Patrick Duffy reference and uh, Juice. So shout out to you guys for bringing that up. <laughs> it's crazy, man. <laughs> it's not just wrestling with you two. <laughs> no, I mean, we're pretty much full-fledged nerds. Like, I don't think there's any hiding behind that. Right, no doubt. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do this podcast for is with the nerds and the geeks out there and the true heads that are not necessarily nerds and geeks. We're all welcome here. Back to wrestling. Uh, what do you guys feel about what's going on now? Do you guys watch AEW, Raw, SmackDown? It's kind of weird without the fans and everything. It's it's a weird feeling watching mm-hmm. it, but I'm still checking it out every week. Who are you guys liking right now? What storylines are you getting into? I mean, I feel like my answer is less exciting. I haven't been as deep into it recently because it's just like... Like Juice? It's a little bit like Juice, but like watching like WrestleMania, I know that was a little while ago, but like watching WrestleMania with no crowd was just super weird. I think it's cool that they have like a small crowd now, but like without that ambiance, it just didn't, it just didn't feel complete or whatever. Um, Right. You know, so it just hasn't been as entertaining for me lately. I still follow it. Like, um, so like currently I'm more inclined to just like read the um the synopsis of it rather than 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 drop that three hours yeah then you can just go back and watch the match that they say you know like yeah like like you know whatever you get your favorite app uh and and it'll give you the breakdown every match with a handful of highlights and like and like you're good to go that being said i do love what they're doing with seth rollins um (laughs) i think if there was a a legit audience like he would just be like killing it as a heel kind of similar to like what cm punk did with the straight edge society right. but not quite as good right i also thought i really liked the direction that they were going with Sami Zayn, and like that's part of the reason too i'm a big Sami Zayn fan so like him getting stripped of the title i'm just like meh and who knows when he comes back what it's going to be like because you know exactly whole, it's been so long like i almost forgot and what then, he was and that's doing. another thing there's so yeah. much talent that's missing i, I do right. love that like if we're talking wwe specifically um the fact that like so many wrestlers have stepped away it's just opened up the spotlight for a lot of dudes that probably weren't going to get as much spotlight yeah i don't need to see tozawa every monday i'm getting a little sick of that but yeah i see what you're saying though otherwise i'm cool with it yeah i mean we're getting a whole lot more sasha banks and i'm not mad about that no no i'm a big fan of her as as well like she's on every show now i'm just like all right this this is not bad at all (laughs) she can wear those red pants every week i'm cool with that yeah no doubt yeah i don't know aew is cool i never really watch it but it's cool it's there (laughs) it's definitely there i mean chris jericho is an all-time favorite of mine you know his his worst effort is still solid fucking work well him and orange cassidy should be pretty good that's gonna be that's gonna be something fun to watch fucking great too you know um they've dragged out this uh kenny omega hangman page yeah, that... storyline for like way too long. Like all the heat is completely died down on that. So it's like if one of them turned on the other, like nobody would care. Not to mention um, the tag team division has gotten more interesting because FTR is so there, and so you don't. Even, I forgot those guys were even they the champs. They don't even need them yeah. in there, you know. And they're the champs. And I mean, I think a lot of people regard like Kenny Omega as like one of the best wrestlers in the world, and he just kind of <laughs> he kind. I mean, I'm just saying a lot of people. I'm not saying me or you specifically, and I'm not trying to you know get you started on a 45 minute tangent about kenny omega but a lot of people 
people have high regard for him, and he just kind of seems buried. He hasn't done much at all, really, in the last few months. I know a lot of that has to you do know? with you know, the, the different world we're in now, but even before then. It seemed like after his uh, stuff with Moxley and all that, it hasn't yeah, really he started taken off. off. Real strong yeah, the first couple right. events, and then just like kind of faded into the background. Which maybe he's doing that on purpose, like to be a team player and let other people get the spotlight. I mean, who knows? What do you think, Scorsese? I'm going to be real dumb with this. Here it comes. I'm, I'm going to be good. Kenny Omega no longer has an Okada or a Naito or a Tanahashi to play off of to carry his ass in these matches. <laughs> when you, I'm going to call it what it is. When you watch Kenny wrestle, Kenny's probably the, like, on TV, the only wrestler who looks like he's playing a wrestler versus, like, it's a gimmick and it's what I live and it's how I I would act normally if the volume was turned up to 10, right? Uh, he Or actually, somebody else said this shit. They're like, he, he wrestles like a video game character. Right, yeah. You know, a lot of big, quote-unquote, strikes and random suplexes and unnecessary gestures before you do moves <laughs> you know i i told well, you yo, you gotta you gotta, you gotta you gotta do extra taunting and build your spirit meter up i mean mm-hmm. and that's him think about when he he does the uh like the jazz hands before he, he does like the first hands. v trigger <laughs> that's what it is like, you know the snapdragon suplex like wow. that i don't know you know but you know pete so AEW, my big beef with AEW, um, honestly, is just their lack of African American, uh, particularly in in this case, like African American, like men in their main event title scenes or just like in prominent roles on TV. Yeah, um, I can't think. I mean, Pineapple Pete's the only guy they ever talk about, and he never does anything. Or yeah, I mean, and shout out to the homie uh, Sugar Dunkington. He's actually really good. To, yeah, he supported uh, Griff Scorsese and the Dream Team. I would say their women's division is a little rough, too. They, they don't seem to really have any focus there, either. They don't have the talent for it. And all right. the people that are signing for their women's division aren't ready to be on, like, major TV wrestling. Right. I think the thing that uh, AEW has gotten wrong is knowing who to put on TV and who's not ready. Like, Private Party, I saw Private Party at House of Glory. You could tell they were used to wrestling in a smaller ring in front of a few hundred people in a controlled environment. They're not ready to be wrestling in like a large arena. Yeah, very true. Yep. You know, and you can go through that, the the Butcher and the Blade. Um, Again, you know, I, I've seen them live in Canada. They're cool. They shouldn't be on TV at all, you know. And you can kind of look up and down their roster to see people who aren't ready to be on TV. And that means they're relying on people who truthfully aren't, over in the manner that they think they are like they have a a die i mean an irony of calling a bunch of republicans having a diehard fan base but yeah the buck. <laughs> yeah. It, it's very trumpian you know if you think about the, the elite the way that people wear the colors of the elite you know you have uh what was it make america great again and what the, what the elites think changed the world oh you i know? Got, right 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 <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Their fan base, they buy, they buy into everything. They defend them online and anywhere else. You can't say a bad thing about AEW without people blowing up your mentions and how you're an idiot and you don't know anything. <laughs> you must, you know, you're just like Vince McMahon. You eat babies, and I'm just like, hey, I don't think Marco Sun should be hanging around with Luchasaurus and uh, <laughs> Jungle Boy. No, they, he doesn't. He adds nothing to the group. Or hey, why did Ward? Why did Wardlow, your big monster guy, that you that is supposed to be MJF's bodyguard? Why did he take a pin there? Again, you know, regular like you can't ask that shit because they're asshole fans 
go off and there's some cool ones there's a lot too but there's there's a, a set of ultras um that just they make it hard man they make me not even want to cut it on because like i like talking about wrestling just as much as i like watching it you know what i mean right and so if i can't talk about it with anybody like what's the point uh nxt shout out to keith lee um yeah he is awesome that was one of the amazing. the few in, in, at the Royal Rumble when he was in the ring. You were just looking so forward to him and Braun and so uh, Brock. excited yeah. when he came in and so disappointed he didn't win it, which I knew wasn't going to happen, but I was like, maybe it's going to happen. Or stay in right. longer than he did. I thought he would have been in there more. But yeah, it was still, it was, it was still a cool moment, just, though. He was just part of Brock Lesnar's elimination party. Ugh. But, but he, had, he did better than anybody else, save for maybe yep. Braun Strowman. True. But they treated him like a big star, and they had been, they did that all throughout the Survivor Series build, letting him like even that Survivor Series match where he's standing tall with Roman Reigns. You know that he's the last member of the NXT team, and that's what I mean. Like that handshake, that's a star making moment. You know, yeah, he, he, yeah. And even like when he came into the Rumble, like the subtle, like you noticed, like Lesnar, like perked up a bit. He was like, mm-hmm. okay, here comes a challenge. Like his body language, like people don't think that like Brock Lesnar takes performance serious, but like he knows what he's doing. He he does. He, he actually said it. it. If if you watch his face, you'll say, wow, that's a big boy. <laughs> if you go back and watch that that scene, they they do a nice little close up of his face. But yeah, Keith Lee obviously is big. I think the NXT has done exactly what they should have done. It's just stay the course their storylines are starting to kind of come together their women's division you know, is the, really good too i'm a big fan of shotzi and woo. indy hartwells i've seen them wrestle here locally and uh yeah they got yeah. some good talent coming man i got to see the tank i got to see shotzi's it was her match in evolve uh in philly and uh, yeah when Heyman Heyman popped up on us that was pretty dope you like you said you got a really a women's division that's coming together you got killer cross carrying cross um and they're they they i love what they do with him and Ciampa really just treating this guy like a star, you know what I mean? Yeah, Ciampa hasn't even been on TV since that match, right? Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, he really yeah. sold sold the shit out of him. But what's up with, like, like Cross? Uh, it looked like he was going to challenge Adam Cole, and then all of a sudden did not challenge Adam Cole. Yeah, I I think they're... They're going really to they're gonna, they're gonna put it on Keith Lee? I think that you're going to make a... It's going to be a belt swap. That Cole becomes the North American champ again. Keith becomes the world champ. And then Karrion Cross immediately. Karrion okay. immediately challenges Adam Cole. and Because you want that match. You want Keith Lee versus Karrion Cross in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a big time wow. Not only just for NXT, but you're also thinking of like the future. Like, yo, can we trust Keith Lee as a main event talent? Can Karrion Cross get over as an elite like main event talent that we can eventually move to the main roster? You know, obviously Io Shirai. Like, I love that Io Sasha Banks match. That was great. That was that was something, that was, man. Yes, I mean that was a spectacular match. Oh my goodness, that uh, was it that flip that Sasha did into the plexi. That was just mm-hmm. crazy, dude. Hey, but your boy Meltzer gave it what three and a half? Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he posted the difference in rankings between his uh, AEW and NXT this past week, mm-hmm. and like, and it was uh, it was pretty damning fucking fanboy evidence right there. <laughs> you know, like I think the highest thing he gave anything in NXT was like a three point five, which was also the lowest he gave anything in AEW. You know, <laughs> like he's a tough grade. Man, no, no, or he's I, full of crap. I don't I, know which one it is. <laughs> I mean, both. he's full of something. <laughs> Look, when that check clears, he's he's just fine, man. 
<laughs> Tony sends the White Claws and the Whoppers. Oh, <laughs> <there it> <laughs> we got to name a song White Claws and Whoppers. White Claws and Whoppers. <laughs> Yo, every, every story I read about, like, Tony Khan parties or whatever, I'm just like, oh, that seems wasteful. <laughs> like, that sounds irresponsible. Like, you're handing out how many White Claws to anybody? Like... <laughs> Hey, hey, Jason, it's called cocaine, my friend. Yeah, Ouch. yeah, very true. <laughs> it worked in the 80s with, with WWF, yeah. so... <laughs> Got some good promos out of it. All right, so the new album comes out September 24th, Midnight Express, and that'll be available on all digital platforms, I assume, as, as always, as all your stuff is, correct? Yeah. And uh, what are the projects you guys have out there people can check out? Anything, anything we didn't touch on here that they should be looking for? Um, well, if you, uh, if you tap into insubordinaterecords.com, that'll, that'll pull up, uh, pretty much everything we have to offer, um, which would include not only a huge library of music, but also a ton of really awesome merch. Um, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, all the, the merch from the dream team project that's left, there's only a few things left, but all of it is like, um, that shit is priced to sell. So if you want to get an awesome t-shirt for, for the, the cheap, cheap being in a recession and all, uh, now would be a good time to hit that up. Um, but also Alex Ludovico and I just released a song called black runner. We're donating all digital sales, um, proceeds to the NAACP legal defense fund. Nice on that one. Um, what else? Um, East Hampton polo boys, Scorsese and panels. Um, yeah, shout out to panels, whole bunch of ridiculously awesome merch. For that, as well as um, pre-orders up for the album, which drops, I believe, July 13th. It'll be July 30th for July the 30th. on Insubordinate. And you'll be able to get it on all streaming on August 13th. Man, and how can they follow you guys on Instagram, Twitter, and all those places? Hold on, we got one more, one more. Oh, shit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we also uh, got the Nation Gang album um, that'll be dropping in October. And we got the Nation Gang EP that we just locked into place um, that'll be dropping the end of August. That'll include the uh, Nation Gang's first single. So Nation Gang, is, a.k.a. the Nation of Domination, um, that's myself, uh, my partner, PR the Great, um, the homie Black, and my other rap <clears throat> partner, uh, Big Spit Game. Uh, we dropped a mixtape uh, based on the Nation of Domination um, a little while ago, and we just kind of started consolidating it into um, just again diversify what we're putting on in subordinate records and then i have a project uh with indiana uh producer gusto slade um it's like a little uh seven i think like seven songs it's only like 10 minutes long it's pretty dope um <clears throat> that touches on like my feelings like I, I wrote it each song at night watching the news right after george floyd's death uh and so the very first song is, is a record called target that just breaks down like how i felt about people uh, the the white lady that was in the uh, the golf in the the motorized cart. He got the fire extinguishers in the face. Oh jeez, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> lots of lots of crazy shit happened. People for, think think about that shit. It's barely it's barely been like two months, you know, and all hell is broken loose. Right, ridiculous country. Uh, sorry, man. Um, and then last project uh, called Sinners in the Sun. Um, that's currently like TBD. Uh, Alex of Alex and Griff, of course, have a project. And then Alex and I, the Fedora boys, um, we're chugging along one record every year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like if we, you know, 
we'll we'll get there eventually. But yeah, Fedora Boys. Um, that's the that's all three of us. Griff on the beat. Uh, me and Alex on the line. Hey, yeah. So where can you find us, uh, Jason Griff? Uh, I am on Instagram and Twitter as I am Jason Griff. Insubordinate Records on Instagram and uh, record label on Twitter is Insubordinate, but with an eight in there where the eight sound is made. Uh, it's pretty. It's a pretty terrible tag. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, as, I, we're, we're... as I try to explain it out loud, it's it's actually even worse. I'm it's cooler like, looking. Right, so we're going to yeah. change that, but whatever. Just go if you want to find the record label on twitter just search for insubordinate records and yeah, find we're sending out we're sending out a, a little sticker variety pack everybody who signs up for our instagram uh and our twitter just dm dm us your address and we'll send you off a really dope uh sticker pack you know what I'm saying so both just as a thank you and also to kind of show some support uh we're really trying to get those numbers up um all over the place you're gonna find us pretty soon Obviously, the um, it's the board name, uh, Facebook, all that shit. We're working on it. It's really hard to get motivated to do anything on Facebook. Yeah, yeah it's it's like that's where your aunt is at. So she's not going to care about what you're doing or anything like that. So do you write about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at Lord Jones, um, L-O-R-D-E, Jones. Um, so one word. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Jihad Scorsese, uh, Jihad, J-I-H-A-D. Uh, Scorsese, S-C-O-R-E-C-E-S-E. Uh, so it's spelled stacking chips on record, crushing every single enemy. Keep that in mind. Um, you're going to knock that out. So follow us. Uh, come check us out. I do um, IG Lives uh, with different artists um, that we're working on with insubordinate. Just kind of get a, getting a chance to talk through projects. Um, we had a nice high number of viewers the last time. Um, and we're going to continue to do this. I'll do one with Alec pretty soon. I'm going to do one with Griff. Um, once me and him can get a, oh, we can't even do IG live because Griff has a fucking Google Android. Oh, damn. I don't, that, that statement is not accurate. How do you, you know? Def- you don't know. We can When's definitely do live? <laughs> IG live together. When, I mean, whose phone you're going to borrow? You're going to borrow your neighbor's phone? What? Okay. No, it's... Google Android using commie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't. I'm sorry. I didn't pay more money for a phone with less options. My bad. (laughs) I mean, but yet here you are. IG Lively. How about that? How about that? All right. Let's after, after we're done recording this, we'll go on IG live. I'll flip you off and then sign off and go do That's how you do it right there. Man, I feel like me and Gene in the middle of this right here. You guys airing out your grievances right here. (laughs) You may not like it. (laughs) Yo, all all joking aside, man, we want to shout out uh, DJ Soundwave, man. Man, thanks. Um, This is a Uh, really cool platform. Oh, 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 can can I can I go? Can I can I cut my baby face promo? Oh, there you go. Uh, Yeah, in in one sec. I was just what is uh. Did you pick the DJ Soundwave name? Is that a Transformers reference? You damn right it is. Yes, it is. Fuck yeah! All right, cool. <laughs> I'm just listen. I just needed to confirm because the Soundwave is also like a thing outside of Transformers. That's true. And I just wanted right. to make sure it was Soundwave the, was the fucking. I just radio. wanted to make sure here. it was the most uh, lit representation of the word Soundwave. <laughs> no, it's definitely a representation of the boombox, of course, from Transformers, yeah. the greatest Decepticon of all time. That in the movie they did not do justice to, but. Those, no, those but movies in, are straight uh, trash. No, 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 no. But in, in Bumblebee, in Bumblebee, he's fucking awesome. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Like, because 
those two or three little scenes in Bumblebee where they show Cybertron and all like the vintage Transformers we grew up with, like in that version of it, that shit, those fucking scenes are fucking insane. Those are awesome. Yeah. No, Bumblebee got it right. And John Cena's in that, another wrestling reference, but yeah. Oh, hey, I didn't even <laughs> pull it to cir- circle of wax to wrestling. John Cena's in that. We did shit. see him. He is in there. Um, and he only salutes 74 <laughs> times in it, so. He was a little fucking Marine or whatever. Yo, yeah. actually, I, have, I had the real, like, my original OG sound wave. Um, he's still metal. Man, I'm uh, jealous. Over here. Uh, yeah. I never I had him. I can't transform him because he, he can't stand up straight anymore. He's technically an invalid, but he stays in his nice uh, receiver mode. I still have. Um, I have Blaster, which is the Autobot version, but it's not as cool as Soundwave. Yeah, I got. Um, I got the. Yeah, I got the two cassettes, but I have no idea what happened to my Soundwave. <laughs> well, we're gonna have to negotiate for those two cassettes. I have Laserbeak over here. But Do you have Ravage. Have I don't okay. have Ravage. I need those. So if you if you have Ravage and Rumble, especially Rumble was my mother. Frenzy, yeah, Buzzsaw, trying to remember all their names. Rhino, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that. No, no. Rumble was the little. He had the um the arms that would turn into like a, yep. and he would do the earthquake. Uh, he would do construction with his arms. Yeah. Yeah. Every episode he showed up, he just talked cash shit. I'm like, yo, Rumble, you're the smallest guy here, man. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> man, taking me back with this. Yeah, Transformers is an all time great cartoon and toy line from the '80s. So those of us that are of that age, you definitely. Uh, Love Transformers and G.I. Joe and all that crap that came out in the 80s, man. Absolutely. Man, big up to you guys for coming on here. Thank you for having us. Acting like Decepticons and Autobots, heels and bases and ripping on Juice. I gotta. I think I'm going to go watch it right now and see what I what I was wrong about all Juice. these years. I thought Juice is the greatest. That was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the only reason I'm happy Juice existed, because that joke gets to happen. Oh, man. Deep in the sea, a shark ate me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Drink, bitch. <laughs> Damn. Oh, gosh. It felt so uh, Samuel Jackson's in it for like a second or two. Yeah. Listen, he was Gator. He was a fucking crackhead. <laughs> I remember, look, I remember, see people think I didn't watch the movie. I remember the movie. No, of course you did. Of course. You know what I mean? So you can have you can't call something bad without actually paying attention to it. Uh, on, I man. do that. I do that pretty much all the time. So I disagree. I mean, you're you're a terrible person. So I can't. I, oh, there it is. I also can't disagree with that. So <laughs> there you have it. Man. Shout out to Griffin Scorsese for coming on the Infinite Banter podcast. Big up to you guys yep. for doing this, man. I, I can't wait to play the songs in the podcast here and introduce you guys Ooh. to a new audience and. Man, it sounds like all the projects coming out are just going to be that fire, as you say. Absolutely. Yo, for those who are checking this, you're going to see me and Griff. We're going to start posting up some videos. I know once you hear you, what the fuck are you talking about? Watch the fucking videos. In the videos, we're going to have a a, a little on-sale code. So anybody who's checking the Markout Media work, you're dropping that on-sale code. You'll get an extra 15% off on non-East Hampton Polo Boy items. That's the premium shit. I can't get you know, discounts on it. But if you uh, want to get a dope, if you want to get a dope Dream Team shirt or some World Only Gods No Music or something else on the cheap, I'll hold you down. That being said, polo season, insubordinate, stay insubordinate, don't follow fucking rules. That's what we do right here with my man Mark. Yeah, I took over his podcast. The fuck y'all gonna do? Jason Griffin gonna do shit. <laughs> there it is. Nah, he he already left. <laughs> <laughs>
Let's go. <laughs> Stack the chips on record, crushing every single letter. Um. <laughs> Here, let me let go. me go to my kind voice. Continue, Jason. Here. No, no, no. We're ending. We were ending right there. That's that's where you can cut it off. It's perfect. <laughs> All right. Thanks again to you guys for coming on the Infinite Banter Podcast. Check for Griffin Scorsese and that album Midnight Express coming out in September and all their projects. Follow these dudes on Instagram and check out what they're doing. Insubordinate Records is in the building. Thanks again to you guys for coming on here, man. Yo, peace, man. Love you guys. Thank you so much. No fuck doubt. Jason Griff. <laughs> uh, thanks, friend. <laughs> Thanks again to Griffin Scorsese for coming on the Infinite Banter podcast. That was some, that was really fun talking to those guys. I can't believe I have to actually defend myself on liking Juice, but uh, I'm curious. Anybody listening? Do you guys like Juice? Am I wrong? Whatever. But uh, yeah, really fun talking to them about their album, music they've done in the past, Transformers, everything. So let's go ahead and get into one of those songs off of that album. What we talked about during the interview. This is Marvel versus DC coming up on their Midnight Express album dropping this September. Make sure you check them out at Insubordinate Records. Com. Here is Marvel vs. DC Griff Scorsese on the Infinite Dancer Podcast. Marvel vs. DC, best believe me. Gladiator, Superman muscles, where we will be. Shaq vs. Dudley, ain't nothing cuddly, no happy feet. I'm Meryl Reese, you carry champ in every sense. Balls be soft, I'm there, you're black and area. Heist of the century, the steel of valerium. Still known to carry a small villa barrier. Get cream, my fees now, Jim Lee in 93. Cloak and dagger, ebony and ivory, but the show was weak. You know it's me, high theory and protected. Criterion collected, hold the Siberian, drink and sweat. Just while the flow's so inhuman Dark art, help laser card charge to move shit Genosha to Krakoa, the coast city to Oa Citywide specials have no coasters, now roll up Alan Moore with the Rorschach Matter of fact, my eat more red tornado death than the forecast With more flash than Wally West A weapon next to stroke of death Slave for green, bring y'all cool dreams A true titan, my dark side is far side Domino effect, white lines drop in apartheid so chill, Joe, for real though. Savage land surrounded by mics and mutants. Next to gun metal, Zilla, Nathan, Summers, Lightning, Eye. Dead shot, sniper, Eye. S dot, life and time, my next shit. You tick tock and pulling stunt to catch a buzz. You'll be on a march of manhunt. Ain't nothing sweet as Stephen Strange. Strange, make sure my shorty gets paid. We hoodied up, swinging blades on some Corvius clay. Don't be a Jay Garrick out here pulling fast ones. Frank Castle cocked a hammer, it's time for action. Twin apocalypse, crush planets and kick continents. Synonymous with doomsday, war, death, and pestilence. Your arch nemesis, daredevil, pitmanship. High flying ultimate, Brian Michael Bitman shit. Don't picture this, my J, so Jonah Jameson. Smoking heavy shooters, swing around your block, your crew of Bettys. A major force in my own right. Fuck around, 54 shots, you in a box, past the Bud Light. Banner, man. Wow, what a name. I love that. Yeah, man, I've been from Maine to Spain and deep down in the Ukraine from ocean to ocean to coast to coast, north, south, east, and west. But one place I've never been is to the Infinite Banner. Time for you to leave, assholes.
All right, Kirk, it's time for me to go. Kirk Acevedo right there telling you the usual cue for me to get the hell out of here, and that's exactly what I am going to do. Big thanks to Griffin Scorsese. Follow them on Instagram. I am Jason Griff and Jihad Scorsese on Instagram. Go to their website, insubordinaterecords.com. Use the code BANTER, and you will get a special discount on merch that they have on their site. So definitely support these guys. You heard two of the songs. You're going to hear one more here before I get out of here. They're just really putting together that real hip-hop music. And a lot of the themes are about wrestling, and it really hits home for me because, you know, I'm a big wrestling nerd. So shout-out to those dudes for doing that. And speaking of nerds, wait till you hear the next episode. It's, uh, I'll just put this out there. If you like Star Wars and you hate Trump, this episode's for you. And it's definitely for me because <laughs> those are two things I'm really passionate about. It's hating that dude and loving Star Wars. So wait for the next episode. That'll be coming to you uh, this coming week. All right, it's time for me to go. Big up to Griffin Scorsese. Follow them at Insubordinate Records. Find their music. Find their merch. InsubordinateRecords.com. Use Banter as your special discount code. Follow this show on Twitter at Infinite Banter. Instagram, Infinite Banter Podcast. You can even bother me at DJ Soundway 75. I'm, I'm there. You could hit me up and bother me and say I suck or whatever. Do that too. Facebook, Infinite Banter. And then you can go to YouTube. We're on there as well. Just search Infinite Banter. There are clips from past guests on there. Listen to the show on all digital platforms. Wherever you find your podcast, this show should be there. Check out Griffin Scorsese. Go to insubordinaterecords.com. Use that special discount code BANTER. Get that merch. Get that music. That new album, Midnight Express, dropping in September. The songs you heard in this podcast are going to be on that album, including this one right here that I'm leaving you with. This is Detlef with Eddie Kane. Detlef sounds familiar, yeah, because Detlef Shrimp, that player from the Supersonics, the basketball player, well, it's named after him. And there's some references to him in this. So definitely check this one out on your way out of the podcast. Thanks again to everyone for listening to the show. Shout out to Griffin Scorsese. Here's Debt Left, Griffin Scorsese, on the Infinite Banter Podcast. I'm out. Hey, asshole, get off the road. Why your feathers getting ruffled? Fucking turkey, turkey. 
spit out of shape like cursive. Cow is sweet, fuck a slurpees. I'm the king, hit you like a burpee. Your bitch see the drip, but know she thirsty. I got the water hole, she sit to the well dry. I changed the metaphor, get the message on. I be at your front door with weapon drawn. Jehovah's Witness, where I'm blessing y'all. Dribble like that left, your shrimps getting dunked on. Your hoes getting hunked on. Work this steps on. Bad style, bad guy. Forever get my rep on. Yes, poke your chest out a good way, get your chest gone. Eminem shit, walk around with the tech drawn. Brooklyn holding shit down forever. Kato around, moving like it's now and never. Tell the hoes you want in, get your act together. These niggas actors, and it look like they gon' act forever. Go. Talked about Shrimp maybe being the toughest matchup for the Nuggets.